is Angie Falsic. Welcome to Positive K9. It's all about the dog. Where we will talk about things like obedience, fitness, and fitness, sport training, behavior problem solving, and time management tools. Enjoy the podcast. Angie from Positive K9 here. I wanted to jump on and talk about something that I have been struggling with myself lately and periodically time to time other times of the year and I've been getting this in my emails and from uh, messages from other people, clients, uh, people who are just checking in with me, sending me emails and asking this question is like, how do I get training in with my dog with this overwhelming schedule that I have? This time of year, we are we're so busy with holiday stuff. We've got shopping, we've got, we've got stuff going on at home. We've got work parties that we need to do. We've got social parties. We've got our work schedule. We've got family. We've got all these other obligations that we need to be able to do. How do we manage to get time in to train our dogs. We've got these dogs and we now are at a point where everything is so overwhelming and our dogs are the ones that are kind of like getting the short end of the stick and wanting to pick a bone with us. So what do we do? How do we manage this? Like we don't always have all this extra time to be able to put into the dog training and getting, and then we're talking about, okay, well, why is my dog doing this? And why is this, why am I getting this behavior that I don't like? But then we can't figure out how to get the time to train and get the behavior that we want. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. If you are in this situation, like give me a yes. Yes, that's me. Like this is my, like you guys are my tribe, like, right? This is the overwhelming tribe. I can't seem to find enough time to get some training in. Like, if that's you, put a big yes. Put a heart up on the video and yes, this is me. I am going through this or I've gone through it in the past. So one of the things that I want to talk about, five things um, that we can do. So the first thing is know that you're not alone, right? There's a lot of people that are in the same situation. So sometimes just knowing that there's all these other people that, yes, they are going through this too, is, is enough to help us just take a little bit of a step back and take a breath and go, okay, it's not just me. Like, I don't feel so bad. Like, I'm not the only one. So that's step one. Just know that you are not the only one. There's a whole bunch of other people that are in the same situation. Number two is... And this is something that helps me a lot. And I didn't, I didn't always do it. And when I started doing it, it really made a big difference. And that is set up a weekly training plan. So write the stuff down Like take whatever day during the week that works for you. For me, it's Sunday night. And write down the training goals or the things that you want to work on for that week. You know, don't worry about for the month or for three months or the rest of the year. Like that's too overwhelming. What? And if you need to break it down to just a few days, then do that. Whatever works for you. Sometimes even a whole week of planning can be a little overwhelming. So do what works best for you and pick the day that works best for you. But set out some training goals. And a lot of times you'll find that if you write them down, 
you're going to hold yourself more accountable in getting them done. So I know for me, if I just say, oh, I, you know what, we, get, we need to work on some retrieves this week. We need to work on um, our send outs. And that's as far as I get. I just say it in my head or maybe I say it out loud, but that's as far as I go. Like, what's the likelihood of that thing getting done if all we do is just have a passing moment of, yep, I got to do that, right? If we write it down, we are much more likely to be committed to it and hold ourselves accountable to getting it done. So that was number two. Number three is when we're writing our goals down, we need to be a little bit specific on what it is that we're trying to accomplish with our dog. So if we just say, oh, you know what? I wanna work on focus on Tuesday and Friday. We're, I'm going to work on focus. And then Tuesday comes up and you say, oh, time to work on focus. Well, wait, oh crap, what am I going to do? What exercise or what game am I going to play that is going to get me better focus with my dog? So now you're running through all the millions of things that are already still in your head from work and family and other obligations and the holidays and that, this and other, everything else that's going on. Now you've got to try to come up with some things to do with your dog to build focus. But if you wrote it down and you put some specific things in there when you made this weekly plan, now you can look at that plan and say, oh, okay, like I'm, I'm going to work on um, a watch me or I'm going to work on some engagement with my dog while he's sitting and he's looking up at me. I'm going to, I'm going to work on increasing that engagement while my dog is sitting and paying attention to me and not looking around the other um, things in the environment. So if you, if you put a little bit more specifics on the behavior and how you're going to do it and what you're going to do, you're going to get a lot more accomplished and you're gonna get a lot more out of that training session. So yes, it's okay to write some general goals down, but also make a point to put some specifics in there that you wanna do. Um, maybe you're gonna work on a duration, a little bit more duration on the down. What does that look like? Where are you in that particular exercise? Are you just starting out with duration? Have you been working on it for a little bit? Have you been working on it for a long time and you're just like doing some skill building? Where are you in that? If you're just beginning, maybe you're only going to go from five seconds to seven or eight or nine seconds. Maybe that's your goal for that particular training exercise. If you've been doing it for a little bit longer, maybe the goal is you've taken two steps back. Now you're going to start making half circles around your dog or you're going to walk a little bit further back and you're going to increase the time a little bit. Just figure out where you are and put some specifics in there. It'll be so much easier and you'll get through your training sessions so much more productively if you've got some specifics that you've written down. So, and the third thing is, um, I'm sorry, that was number three. Number four is um, I want you to keep your training sessions short. There's so many times when we're like, I don't have 30 minutes to train the dog. I don't have 45 minutes. I, I, I don't know where I'm gonna find that kind of time. So guess what? I'm just not going to do it. Well, let me, let me let you in on a little secret. Your dog doesn't need 30 minutes for you to have a training session. In fact, they really don't want to have that much long, that long of a training session because they're checking out. 
keep your training sessions short, it not only gives you more opportunities to train, but it allows your dog to retain the information better and, and not start checking out from you. So keep your training sessions short. Find those, those short moments throughout the day, either in the morning when you're getting ready for work, when if you come home for lunch, when you come home from after work, after dinner, during dinner, while you're making dinner, while you're pouring your coffee in the morning. Like all of these are different times that you can find 10, 20, 30 second moments to do some training. So for example, you get up in the morning, dog has to go out to go potty. Great time to work on 10 seconds of your dog sitting at the door, right? 10 seconds, you have to let the dog out anyway. You have to open the door anyway. How about when you're feeding your dog? What a great time to work on some impulse control. Hold the bowl, ask your dog to sit, slowly start working on being able to get that, that bowl down to the floor while your dog is still in the sit. How about when you're pouring yourself coffee in the morning? Great time to work on a sit stay. Your dog comes into the kitchen as you're pouring coffee. The last thing that you want to do is have your dog's head come up and bump your hand to say, hey, can you pet me? While you have a cup of coffee in your hand. So that's a great time to work on as he's approaching. Tell him to sit, mark, reward, yes, release. And you just did training in 10 seconds while you were pouring yourself some coffee. How about when you come home? from work. And if your dog's anything like my dog, man, they are excited to see you. You have been gone in their mind forever. So if you have a dog that's not crated and you know that dog's going to be greeting you at the door, have some food available when you come before you come in, have that, that favorite toy available and slowly open that door. And as you're opening that door, encourage your dog to sit, help them into a sit. What if your dog is in a crate when you come home and they're really excited and you go to open up that door and they're pushing on that door well that's a great time to work on some crate manners and some impulse control in the crate don't open the door until the dog has started to take a little bit of a breath like settle down there guy right so use some food use their toy whatever it is that you are using for reward and help your dog calm down before you open up that crate door and once you open it have them go into a sit or have them go into a down. Now you're already starting to work on some impulse control. You're already starting to get that brain starting to think. And then we're not getting those unwanted behaviors of the dog just like instinctually, like I can't think right now because I'm so overexcited and I'm so overstimulated that you've been gone forever and I just want to love on you. No, no, let's put a little structure. Like that's a great time to spend 20, 30 seconds working on some training. So you can see that there's all these different moments. You're not changing your schedule. You still have to go to work. You still have to make dinner. You still have to get ready for work. You still have to come home. You still have things to do when you get home. But find those 10, 20, 30 second, maybe even a minute, minute and a half training sessions. And then when you can, of course, we should always try to get a little bit longer training sessions. So we should try for you know, those five minute, six minute, seven minute, eight minute, nine minute training sessions where we're doing little things throughout that, that five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. But when we can't find those, the answer isn't, well, I'll just wait until I have that 10 minute time window. Well, no, because right now, especially this time of year, when are you going to have that? 
So take advantage of the regular schedule that you have and just work in those 10, 20, 30, 60, 90 second training sessions and have a plan on what you, you're going to do. And then and put that plan up on the refrigerator, tape it up to the wall. So you've got it right there for you to see. It's not, it doesn't get buried underneath like a whole bunch of stack of other stuff and go, oh my gosh, where is that? Where did I put that training plan? No, put it up somewhere where you're going to be able to see it. And you're going to see it all the time. Tape it to the cabinet right above your um, right above your coffee maker. If you drink coffee every day, that's a great place to put that training plan right above where the um, right, right where the coffee is, and you're going to see it every day, right? So put it someplace that you're going to see it. Put it someplace that's going to be helpful for you. So um, and then the last thing is number five is make training fun. Like use play as part of your reward. If you come in and you go like, okay, I've got 30 seconds to do training. All right, sit. Good. Here's your reward. How boring is that? Who's going to want to engage with you? Like no one's going to want to engage with you, especially your dog. So make training fun, smile, laugh, engage with your dog. Once you've released them out of the sit or the down or whatever the behavior is that you're working on, play with them, engage with them, have fun with them, pat them on their side, play with them with the toy. That's another great time that you can work on either drop out or give or whatever it is that you're going to call it. Trade for food, trade for another toy. If you can get multiple training sessions in with you know, sit and a sit and a drop it, just in, in one little 20 second exercise, you can work on two different things bonus so play with your dog have fun like your dog's going to retain the information more they're going to want to train with you they're going to start coming to you and say hey mom can we do that that game where i sit and then you reward me and then we play because i really like that and i'm going to want to engage with you more because that's how you play with me so use have fun Say, do fun things and reward, use play as a reward. Your dog is going to love it. You're going to be happier. It's going to encourage you to want to train more because you're seeing the results happen. When your dog is happy and getting engagement like that, they're retaining the information better and you're going to see the results of it. Therefore, you're going to want to train more. When we don't see results in something, we don't want to keep doing it. So have fun with your dog and then the very last thing which is not part of the top five but i still think is really important to mention is celebrate your wins like congratulate yourself when you do find some time to train i don't care if you only found one 30 second time to train in a day be proud of yourself for doing that one 30 second time that you've got to train like sometimes it's hard to get into that habit of regular, even small increments of training, it's hard to get into that habit of doing it on a regular basis. So when you do do it, acknowledge that like, hey, I did it, right? And if you get a couple of them at the end of the day, instead of saying, wow, we only trained three or four times today. No, I, I trained three or four times today. Just change your mindset about it. Be happy about it. Congratulate yourself. Celebrate those times that you were able to engage and play and train with your dog. So we spend so much time criticizing ourselves and, and finding fault with the things that we're not doing. We need to find more time to celebrate and find the good things that we're doing and say, hey, I did it. Be proud of yourself for that. Okay. So 
If this was helpful to you, then um, give me some love, put a heart up on the video, let me know that this was helpful. Um, put something in the chat. If you have other ways that you're finding, other tips and tricks that you're finding to get some training in, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to have you put some tips in there. Um, we've got Sandra here. Yeah, she says, hey, Angie, yep, she's having to do the same thing. I know Sandra and I've been talking about her new dog that she just got. And Pam, yeah, Pam says, when we do the, we do this when the pups go out to the back slider, always impulse control. Yeah, with Pam's dog, she's got to be working on impulse control. James says, thanks for the advice. You are so welcome. So I'm so glad that you guys were able to be here. If this was helpful, please share this with somebody that you think is going to be able to benefit with this. Benefit from the information, share it onto your page. I would love to be able to get more people finding time, even short sessions, to be able to engage with their dog and train with their dog. So if this was helpful, please put up a comment, please share, please um, give me a heart and some love that you that you liked this video. Um, and if you are looking for classes, if you're looking for more things to do with your dog, check out the schedule on the website. The new classes are up. We've got puppy, I've got manners, we've got three nose work classes. If you're just starting to get into what nose work is all about, we've got an intro to nose work class. If you've got a more advanced dog, um, we've got uh, an interiors and containers class that we're gonna, I'm gonna be doing. And I have a new class. If you are working with converging odor, I have a class called Confidence with Converging Odor. So check those out. Um, and if for some reason you have a dog that's like, you know what, my dog isn't quite ready to come to class, we need some more training, or like we've been talking about today, then when we have a very busy schedule, I don't have time to go to class, like I need help, but I can't come to a class, great. Schedule a free consultation with me. You can find the link on my website. I'll actually put it in here. Um, schedule a free consultation with me we'll figure out what either private training um, program or virtual coaching program that I have that is going to be able to help you and I'm going to put the link to the um, to the weekly planner and the action guide that I share with my clients that is really really helpful for them so I hope you guys have a really really nice holiday and I hope you're able to implement these tips and help get some more training and fun in with your dog so I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you soon bye-bye everyone i hope you enjoyed today's podcast hit the subscribe button to be able to get notified of additional podcasts that i create and hit the like button letting me know you enjoyed it come on over to my facebook page and check out the website at www.positivecanineobedience.com thanks have a great day happy training